coming up on One Day at a Time. And it was in that moment that I was like, he's right. He's not a child. I'm not his parent. I'm his partner. And here I am treating him like a teacher. Repeat back to me what it is that you understand. When if my partner, the person that I love, respect, and supposedly trust, a grown man tells me that he understands me, right? I should believe him. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves. As a life coach, I help women of color put themselves first by setting boundaries in order to get their lives back. And what that means is that I love helping women figure out who they were before they invested in all of their relationships and responsibilities and their life roles as a partner, in their career, in their education, as a mom, as an entrepreneur. Who the heck were you and where did you lose yourself? I want to help you resurrect the side of you that was made for more by setting boundaries, by teaching you how to put yourself first, how to say yes to yourself and no to everything else that doesn't serve you and isn't aligned with your God-given purpose. Because I'll tell you one thing, I bet it's been a really long time since you did exactly that which is live this beautiful life that God has put you on earth to have. On this show, one day at a time, we explore all things boundaries, all things relationships, and the very purpose that God has for your life. I share with you not only my own personal testimonies and revelations that have occurred in my life, but the transformation that we've had with the women that I coach and serve in my private one-on-one life coaching program, where I teach you how to set boundaries to put yourself first and get your life back. You see, one thing that God wants for you is the ability to stand firm on your values, stand firm on your faith, and stand firm on your purpose. And working with me will allow that transformation to happen in this season of your life. God doesn't want you to remain chained down to stagnation, chained down to lost thoughts. He wants you to be raw, real, authentic, and at the front lines of your life because you deserve it and you deserve more. Listen, if you're at the point in your life where you feel lost and you feel like there's a side of you that needs to be resurrected, a side of you that was lost in your commitments in your relationships and all of your responsibilities then I want to help you in this season of your life by being your personal life coach if this message resonated with you head over to my website karinafdaves.com click on coaching and sign up so that we can get on a call to figure out what's going on with you and if we can partner to work together in this season of your life I want to help you because I love you and I don't even know you but I know that you are God's daughter and you were meant for more. You understand? Sin, I cannot wait to hear from you because it is my firm belief and one of my values that shared experiences and our shared testimonies is the very thing that is going to elevate each other and propel each other to the next level. This podcast that you're listening to right now is all for you. I could care less about the views, about the downloads, about the squares and my content. What I care about is the value that it brings to build each other up, to continue being God's conduit on earth to serve and coach 
women like you. And that is why I'm excited to share that in 2023, I will be launching my first ever group coaching program called This Is Church, where women will have the opportunity to take their story of suffering to one of glory in my three-month group coaching program. If you're interested, go to the link in my bio on Instagram or visit my website, KarinaFDaves.com. Go to coaching and drop your email in there to hear for more. I cannot wait to meet you. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it, leave a written review, rate it, do whatever you want with it, share it with all of your amigos, but understand, and I'll never stop saying this, is that this podcast and everything I create is for you. It's meant to serve you. It's meant to coach you. It's meant to guide you. It's meant to mentor you. It's meant to be there for you. You are the most important thing in your life. You understand? And I want to help you set some boundaries so that you can put yourself first in getting your life back. I love you so much and I cannot wait to meet you. Amigos, welcome back to One Day at a Time with your host, me, Karina F. Daves. Today, we're going to record an episode called Ways We Argue in Our Relationship. Now, I have to tell you something. I've been waiting a long time to really talk about the ways that I've argued in my marriage that have never gotten us even an inch somewhere in our relationship, right? And plenty of times we remain stuck in certain stages of arguing that we think is resolving something. We think is a part of conflict resolution, but I want to remind you that these three stages are literally the most difficult and dangerous stages for conflict resolution to be in when it comes to your relationship, okay? Now, a lot of these actually, I think all of these stages actually are, um, can, can be stages that can go beyond your romantic relationship, right? It, this can be a stage that you're in conflict resolution with your parents, with your coworkers, whomever it is. But tonight, I want to break down the three top ways that you argue in your relationship that are not getting you anywhere, okay? So all of my podcasts, as you know, are super fast, under 30 minutes because I don't have time to record for an hour and I don't want you to go through that. So we're going to get started, right? Plus, it's my bedtime soon. Okay, here we go. Number one. One of the top three stages of conflict resolution that most couples remain in stuck, including mine. These are also three that I've also been stuck in with my uh, marriage with my husband. We've been together for uh, 10 years now. Amen. All right. So the first stage, which is difficult to be in, I like to call the talk too much stage. Okay. This is the stage in your relationship where you want to talk about everything that bothers you about your partner and this relationship, right? The talk too much stage when it comes to conflict resolution or the way that you argue in your relationship is the stage where like everything is a conversation from 
taking out the trash, to the way that you looked at each other, to the way that somebody didn't say good morning, to, you know, you didn't call me at this time. Like you want to talk and over communicate about everything. Your relationship without you realizing it does not have any space to breathe. It doesn't have any space to just take action because all you're doing is talking and talking and talking about the same things that bother you in your relationship over and over again without allowing it any any freedom to just be in the relationship, right? Let me give you an example. Plenty of times we may argue with our partners about something that is bothering us, right? And you get through the conversation and you may argue and it may be difficult. And at the end of the conversation, you decide, okay, well, we both agree that you're going to do X and I'm going to do Y, right? And you spoke about it like it's over. What ends up happening many times is after in the talk too much stage of arguing in your relationship, afterwards, like there's still pebbles of things that you want to talk about. And it's like, no, you had your shot to talk about what it is you want to talk about and you need to leave it there. You both came up with strategies that you wanted to implement in your relationship and you're still out here talking about the same thing over and over. Or what also ends up happening is that you decide to also take tabs on each other. So in this conversation, in this argument, it was settled where, you know, Bobby was going to go on to do X and Sally was also going to go on and do Y, right? But Bobby is like, take making sure to take tabs on Sally on what her promise was right like a week has passed and you're already like well you promised Sally that you were gonna do why and you haven't even done it yet hold up like we we're not here to police each other okay God gives us free will for a reason so we had this conversation about the issues in our relationship. And now you need to allow your relationship to breathe. You need to allow your relationship space. You cannot continue spinning out and talking about the same issue over and over. Because I'm going to tell you something straight up. As somebody that's been the culprit of in the talk too much stage when it comes to arguing in our relationship, it is annoying. <laughs> it is annoying and it is a lot of work to constantly follow up with your partner or keep tabs on your partners about all the things that you keep talking about. And it is tiring to constantly be talking about the same thing over and over again, okay? So that's the talk too much stage. I want you to understand that this is one of the three stages that isn't beneficial for your relationship, but you've convinced yourself that it is. You convince yourself that like, this talk too much stage is the way that you communicate. But I'm here to remind you that you're over communicating in your relationship and you need to allow your relationship time to breathe. Okay. Numero dos. Now, this stage of arguing in your relationship is called the cutthroat phase. Now, I call it the cutthroat phase because it is the phase where we forgot that you don't need to yell in this relationship in order to cut somebody deep, right? And there is something that has been bothering you for a while now. And so what ends up happening is that everything bothers you because of this one thing or two things that you're just holding on so deeply. And so you just explode all the time. There's never any sober communication 
And when you explode, it doesn't necessarily have to be loud. It could literally just be you saying really cut throat mean things to each other and it's not resolving anything. And you think that like you're communicating because you're finally letting out how you feel, but how you feel doesn't need to bring your partner down so much that they no longer feel safe talking to you. Okay. I've said, I, I'll admit it. I, I, I'm going to give you an example. I've said some pretty mean things in relationships out of anger, out of the inability to take the time to talk to myself first. You know, it's kind of like that saying that says, think before you speak. And some of us remain stuck in the cutthroat phase of our relationship in conflict resolution because we actually forgot that there is another person involved in this relationship that we're saying that we love. We're saying that we love them, that we respect them, that we honor them, but instead we immediately go go to the cutthroat phase of arguing. Like something's up there, something's not right, something's not aligning, something is happening that is causing you to be so harsh right? Like, you know, I was thinking to myself recently about brutal honesty and I understand honesty, but I don't know if it needs to be brutal, right? Like why do we have to enter the space of having to automatically know and understand that we're going to hurt somebody intentionally, right? Okay. Numero tres is called. Now I actually believe that the third stage of conflict resolution that I'm about to share with you is actually the most dangerous. Like it's, I think it's more dangerous than the cutthroat phase. You ready? The third phase is called the keep my mouth shut phase. Now, this is the phase where one of y'all have decided that it is no longer safe. There is no home base. There is no tapping out. There is no area in this relationship for me to be myself, for my opinions and my thoughts to, to be respected anymore. Like the keep my mouth shut phase of conflict resolution is the most dangerous phase to be in because you are literally in a relationship with somebody that doesn't feel safe talking or being themselves around you. So they would much rather keep their mouth shut than share with you what's actually on their heart, than share with you what's actually on their mind. And so the only thing that's happening during this keep my mouth shut phase is you're actually in a relationship with yourself. There is no other partner involved in this phase because they're too afraid to show up and in essence have decided to remain content in keeping their mouth shut. You see why it's dangerous? It's dangerous because there's no longer a team. It's dangerous because one person is now just leading the other person and sometimes leading the other person blindly. You see, I remember there was a period in my relationship where, and this is this was the beginning before we went to therapy, where I felt like I knew everything. <laughs> I felt like I knew what I was doing. I felt like you know, I knew all of the answers and I knew what was best for our relationship. Mind you, I was like 25 years old, right? Thinking that like I knew it all. 
and I never even grew up around healthy relationships. Everybody in my family is divorced and somehow I entered my relationship believing that I knew a lot and acted like it. And I remember there were a couple of arguments that Terrence and I had where he was really quiet and he wasn't, I, I'll say this, he was more agreeing with me before I even got to my main point. And that's when I realized that something wasn't right. And I remember talking to my husband about it and him just saying like straight up, it's always your way. Like it's never our way. It's always just your way. And I remember fighting that and and telling him like, no, that's not true. Like, you know, I'm a good negotiator. Like we can make this a team effort. And he's like, you say that, but it doesn't happen that way. And what I want you to understand about why the keep my mouth shut phase is so dangerous is because in order to get out of it, it takes deep, deep inner looking to yourself and to your partner. It takes ripping off your ego and realizing that you could very much be the kindest, most intentional person in the world and still not create a safe space for you and your partner. And that was a very difficult pill for me to swallow. And there's a couple of things I want to share with you on how to get out of these phases. But these three stages of conflict resolution that you're in right now are not serving you. Okay. You're either in the talk too much phase where you're just talking about things over and over again, thinking that you're coming to a resolution, but you're not allowing any space for your relationship to breathe. Or two, you're in the cutthroat phase where you are saying things, not yelling, not necessarily yelling, but you're saying very hurtful things to each other, thinking that you needed to let this out. This had to happen. This had to be said this way. There was no other way to say it. Like you're not taking any time to breathe. Or three, you're in the keep my mouth shut phase where one of you have decided that you're much better off staying quiet about how you feel because you don't want to rock the boat anymore because it's not safe for you to even say how you feel because it's never taken into consideration anyways. So why would you want to show up? Okay. All right. Now let me tell you the stages of freedom that will get you out of this, right? How can you resolve and not be stuck in these? Okay. I'm going to give you three different, um, three different tips. All right, here we go. Numero uno, (laughs) you need to talk to yourself first. I know you think you might, but you really need to talk to yourself from like this unbiased place where it's just like, okay, why am I so upset? Am I upset about the same thing again? Right? Like, is this a repeated offense? Right? Like, am I offended again? What is it about this, this issue that is triggering me so much? Right? What exactly am I feeling? Right? 
what do I want out of this conversation? Like, what is my intention with being able to deliver how upset I am in my relationship? Like, what do I want out of this, right? Like, you have to think about the bigger picture and ask yourself all of these questions during that phase, right? Because essentially, let's think about the cutthroat phase, right? Where you're the partner that cuts very deeply your other partner, you really need to talk to yourself before you get into that conversation. You really need to have distance between the anger that you feel and the moment that you decide to deliver what it is that you feel. And right now, the reason why you're exploding and the reason why you're cutting so deep is because there's no distance in between those two periods. You're just thinking and reacting, thinking and reacting, thinking and reacting. There's no space or distance in between the anger and the thought and the delivery. You need to literally have so much space between the anger and the delivery. If not, you're going to continue cutting throat. You're going to continue in this cutthroat phase. You understand? Okay. So numero uno, you need to talk to yourself. Numero dos, if you feel like you can't talk to yourself, then you need to seek sober, wise counsel. And what I mean by that is like, you can't call the friend that agrees with you. Everybody has that friend. If you have a friend that agrees with you all the time, even though you might be wrong, give me an amen, okay? Now, that's a great friend, but it's also not a great friend. You want a friend, I mean, I don't want to say that they're not a great friend, but let me tell you why it's not good for you to constantly have a friend that always agrees with you because they'll never challenge you, right? You'll never actually know. You'll just always believe that you're always right. But when you have sober advice or sober counsel, that means that you have a party that is willing to process with you what exactly could be going on when you're having issues in your relationship. Now, this has to be somebody that you trust. This has to be somebody that you confide in. This has to be somebody that you know will challenge you. This has to be somebody that you know will tell you like, nah, you were wrong, that that wasn't good to say, right? Like seek wise, sober counsel. And last but not least, when it comes to conflict resolution, how to get out of those stuck stages that you're currently in is that you have to focus on winning the heart and not the war. Let me explain. You see, plenty of times when we argue with uh, the people that we're in relationship with, we focus so much on like the war and like what we actually want to get out of it and when like I'm going to prove my point and they're going to agree with me and that means that I've won the war as opposed to focusing on winning the heart and this is where many couples remain so stuck in like that's where the back and forth and talking too much happens over and over again because your whole goal is to win the war is to make sure that they know that you were right to make sure that they really understand like you ever be in an argument with somebody and they ask you to repeat back to them what it is that they feel okay I'll give you an example this is something that I used to do very often <laughs> in the beginning of my relationship is that my husband and I would argue and we would settle and I would tell him my feelings and he would tell me, I understand. And I would say, okay, what is it that you understand? <laughs> and my husband would be like, I understand you. I hear you. I understand you. Like, I get it. And I would be so 
focus on winning the argument that I would be like, I want to hear you repeat back to me what it is that you understand. And I remember one time my husband, you know, there was a couple times where he would repeat it, but I remember where he just had it in the beginning of our marriage. And he said, you know, Karina, like I'm not 12. Like I can understand what you're saying. And I wish sometimes that you would just trust me, that you would trust when I said, I understand. And it was in that moment that I was like, he's right. He's not a child. I'm not his parent. I'm his partner. And here I am treating him like a teacher. Repeat back to me what it is that you understand. When if my partner, the person that I love, respect, and supposedly trust, a grown man tells me that he understands me, right? I should believe him. Hola, hermana. If you're interested in a life coach and working with me in my private one-on-one life coaching program, head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and book a sales call with me. I want to help you finally be yourself and break away from the shackles of everything that everybody else has spoken over your life. You see, this is the season of your life where you plant a seed, where you harvest, where the fruit that you bear is good. for you where you finally get to put yourself first and listen if you're more of a reader and you really enjoy reading blogs head over to my website karinafdays.com where I write about all of my testimonies all of my revelations about my marriage my toxic relationships having my first child being a stepmom all of those gems are there to help and guide you through this thing that God calls life I seriously can't wait to hear from you and meet you one day. Honestly, te adoro y te quiero con todo mi corazón. But instead, I was so focused on winning the argument that I had no idea that the goal God wanted for me was to win his heart. Your goal should never be to win the war. It should always be to win over each other's hearts, to remain good, to have that makeup sex. Yeah, you heard me right. To have that makeup sex and that moment of intimacy afterwards. You ever like be in an argument with your partner and some of us like need a minute. I get it. But some of us like after the argument, like it's been like three days and you're still not good. Why? Why are you holding on to that? Why do we have to keep talking about the same thing over and over again I'll tell you why because it's deeply rooted in control you want to be able to control all of it you want to control the words that are said you want to control the reactions you want to control the feelings that are had you even want to control the follow-ups you want your partner to ask you how you feel afterwards like there is so much underground control rooted in all of this that we don't even we don't even talk about right and the way that we mask it is we say we're communicating we need to communicate but what you don't understand is that you're masking your control by saying that you're communicating but you're actually not you're just trying to control all of it okay (laughs) I hope that resonates with you okay listen Top three stages of conflict resolution that 
Couples remain stuck in that are difficult and dangerous. Numero uno, the talk too much stage. This is where you talk about things over and over again, consistently thinking that you're doing a great job in communicating when all you're doing is just talking way too much. Numero dos, the cut through stage. This is where you're not thinking before you speak and you're just exploding and cutting up each other with disrespectful things that you're saying. You're saying hurtful things that are going to cause resentment and you're going to wish that you could take back. And then the number three, which is the most dangerous stage, is the keep my mouth shut phase. This is the phase where one of y'all have decided that it's no longer safe to say what's on your mind. And now you have just remained content in the relationship thinking to yourself, I might as well not say anything because I don't want to rock the boat and I'm just going to ride this relationship out. And then we wonder why people are not happy. Because plenty of us remain in the keep my mouth shut phase, okay? And the ways to get out of these stages are talking to yourself, seeking sober, wise counsel, and making sure that you're focusing on winning the heart and not the war. All right? Listen, if this is you, okay, if you're stuck in this realm where it's time to overcome this conflict in your relationship where you're not making any strides or any moves and you're ready to be the partner that you know is peaceful, that you know that has joy, go to the link in my bio and book a sales call. I want to work with you, okay? I want to help you overcome these issues so that you can show up as the partner that you desire, not this like burnt out, over-communicative partner that just isn't serving you, okay? Your relationship deserves the real you But more importantly, you deserve the real you. Like plenty of the work and the clients that I work with, yes, we work on your relationships, but we're working on you, right? Like we're working on you. Your relationships have affected you so much throughout all these years that we need to do the work to put you first so that you can show up for them, but for you first. You understand? And the last thing that I'll say about your relationship is that sometimes it's important that we make difficult decisions in our relationships that don't necessarily feel normal. They feel foreign. They feel new. They feel like, what the heck are we doing? But what I want to remind you of is that sometimes it takes something so radically different to happen in your relationship a radical move in your relationship in order for there to be radical progress, radical change. Something drastically different has to happen in your relationship in order for it to grow. And you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, the same habits, the same tactics, using the same skills, thinking that you're growing, but you're just on the safe boat of contentment. You're safe, you're safe and content, but nothing is actually happening. Nothing is growing, nothing is moving. And ultimately, for some of us, we're just steering the boat in control and not allowing our partners to show up as themselves, right? And they're in the keep my mouth shut face, right? Because they're being clocked. They're being looked at. Every single move is looked at. They can't show up as themselves, yeah? You guys might have had kids, you might have bought a house, you might have cars, you might be responsible adults, but you're really not happy. There's no joy left. 
right? Because nobody's making the tough decisions in your relationships to help it grow. Everybody's staying content and remaining stuck. Nobody has hobbies. Nobody has friends outside of each other. Nobody does anything. And you guys just continue riding this boat out thinking that booking a vacation or moving to a new environment is going to help you when I promise you it's just a band-aid. It's just a band-aid. The vacations that you continue going on are a band-aid. The weekend getaways that you keep going on are a band-aid. Okay? They're not helping. They look like they are, but they're not. I promise you. Okay, there's a lot of things that need to be said in this relationship that aren't being said because it's being covered by all of these, you know, argumented type of stages, the cutthroat, the keep my mouth shut and talk too much stage, right? You got to get to the root of what the issue is in your relationship. And I want to help you overcome that. It's important. God doesn't want you in this relationship if you're not going to show up as yourself. God didn't give you the opportunity to be in this relationship if you're not going to do anything different than where you were five years ago, three years ago, two years ago. I want you to ask yourself right now in this moment, what the heck are you doing in this relationship if it's not going to make you grow? What the heck are you doing in this relationship if it's not going to expand you? What the heck are you doing in this relationship if you're not allowing it to stretch you? What the heck are you doing in this relationship if you're not learning anything? Come on now. God gave you the opportunity to be in this relationship, whether it works out or not. Let me make myself clear. Whether this relationship works out or not in your favor, right? God gave it to you as an opportunity for you to learn, grow, stretch, and figure out who else you are on this earth. And all you're doing is controlling it. You're not surrendering any of it. There is no joy, there is no happiness, there are no lessons, there is no real agape love, there is none of that. There is none of that. Because all you want to do is remain in control, talking all the time, over communicating, saying some mean crap that you don't need to be saying to your partner, or making sure that there's not a safe space. You're not realizing that there's not a safe space, but there ain't. So I want you to ask yourself, what are you doing? in this relationship if it's not stretching you what are you doing in this relationship if you're not growing what are you doing what is it for are you really in this relationship just to have kids are you really in this relationship just to buy a house are you really in this relationship just to say you got married are you really in this relationship just to say you have a family why are you in this relationship straight up? Why? I want you to ask yourself that very difficult question tonight. God gave you this relationship. What are you doing with it? Where are you growing? How is it challenging you? How are you different than five years ago? How are you allowing this relationship to fill you up and give you energy? How are you allowing this relationship to expand your heart and the way that you love? How are you allowing this relationship to give a mirror to your face so that you can see who you really are? How are you allowing this relationship to allow you to practice surrender? How 
Are you allowing this relationship to bring you closer to God? Let me tell you something about that. When we're in a relationship and having difficulties, that's exactly the opportunity that God wants you to lean on him and not your own understanding. You understand? If there is an issue in your relationship, who do you run to? Do you run to your own understanding or do you run to your father? Who do you run to? That's an opportunity that he wants you to practice. You understand? Because at the end of the day, no matter what the result is of this relationship, there is a habit. There is a habit of obedience that God wants to build in you through this relationship, but you're not allowing him to do that. Because you just keep leaning on your own understanding, on your own control. And the only thing you pray about is, is for patience. And the only thing you pray about is for your partner to change. And the only thing you pray about is for an abundance and your blessings and your bank account. But you're not asking God to convict you in the necessary ways for you to show up, not only for this relationship, but for yourself and for God. Amen. That was all the Holy Spirit, y'all. But I really had to tell y'all that because many of us are in relationships just to check them off a box, just to say that they're cute and we're in one, just to say that we got to be in one, that we had these kids and got to pay this mortgage and built this family. And I know that hurts a little bit, but I want you to understand that the longer that you remain just checking things off a list, the longer that you remain stuck in being a checklist human. Okay. And God doesn't want that for you. God wants you to ask yourself why it is that you're doing what it is that you're doing. God wants you to ask yourself why it is that he sent you these things. What is it that he wants you to do with this relationship? Amen. Ask yourself that tonight. I'm telling you, you'll get some answers. Ask him straight up. I've asked him. I've asked him straight up. (laughs) God, why am I married to Terrence Dames? Why? And when I tell you, the Lord showed me so many visions. I ask all the time. I think I ask more when I'm upset (laughs) than anything. And that's important, right? Because like when you're upset with your partner, I don't lean on my understanding. I ask God straight up, man, God, why did you send me my husband like this? Why is he frustrating me so much? And God always tells me that it's meant to challenge me in ways that nobody else would. Nobody else. The reason why I love my husband And he'll never listen to this episode, not because he doesn't love me or whatever, but he's into race cars and stuff, right? The reason why, one of the top reasons why I love my husband, and I don't know if it has anything to do with being a man or just because he is who he is, is that my husband will never back down. And not in like an egotistic way, but he will never back down or give in if he feels like God is trying to relay something to me about my stubbornness, about my disrespectful way of talking, whatever it is, like my husband doesn't back down. He is the ultimate mirror. And that's why I trust him. I can't trust anybody that always does what I say unless I'm paying you for it. Think about that. I can't trust anybody that always does what I say unless I'm paying them for it. And the reason why I love my husband and I respect him so much as a man and the man of God that he is, is because he doesn't back down. 
if he has a value or a thought or an opinion about something, he's willing to talk to me about it without being argumentative. He's willing to, you know, hear about both sides. But if he truly believes I'm in the wrong about something I've said or something I've done or something hurtful I've said or done, my husband will straight up stand up to me in the same way that I stand up to him. But I respect him so much more for being that type of man to put that mirror up to me, to tell me the truth about myself. You got, that's the type of partner you want. The type of partner that isn't going to be brutally honest. And let me just remind you, my husband delivers with so much care and love the things that he wants to say to me. He doesn't deliver it brutally. And the times that he has, we've had to backtrack and apologize and all those things, right? Like that's the cutthroat phase, right, of arguing. But I respect that man so much because he's a man in that way, right? Where he doesn't give in or give up if he truly believes that something ain't right about what I've said or what I've done. And I really love that about him. I love you, Terrence Daves, even though I know you don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> okay, listen. If you are ready to work on yourself in this stage of your life and overcome the number one conflict in your relationship, I want to help you do that. Okay, I love you so much. If you have not signed up for my newsletter yet, go to the link in my bio and drop your email to my newsletter, my weekly email series called Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly gems on how to overcome conflict in your relationships so that you could show up as yourself. Okay, head over to my podcast one day at a time. Make sure you subscribe, share it with all of your amigos and also leave me a review. Okay, I love you so much. Can I pray for you really quick? All right, first, let me take some water because my throat hurts. <laughs> okay, I actually was praying before this about my son Levi. You ever just have one of those days where, um, you know, you uh, you feel really bad about uh, disciplining, you know, your kids. So Levi was like acting up at the restaurant and I had to pull him aside and talk to him. And my son's the type of kid that he feels the discipline like he feels he's three, but he feels you kind of being um, direct with him. And he just like opens up his arms and tries to hug you when you're like trying to talk to him and it's hard. So I was praying to God about um, the conversation I was having with Levi before this. And then the worst thing happened, y'all. I think every kid has gone through this, but we were at a restaurant and uh, my kid stuck his hand in like the door and the door shut and it locked and his little fingers got caught in the door and it was the worst it was the worst like minute of my life and uh just to hear him scream it was bad so anyways thought I'd share that tidbit with you about what I was praying about and for the Lord to um really guide me as a parent uh, because I'm not perfect anyways let me pray for you okay Father God, I thank you so much for this evening. I thank you, Lord, for delivering your message uh, 
I thank you for allowing me to be your conduit. I thank you for anybody that can hear my voice. Lord, I pray over our identities for some reason is what you want me to pray for. I thank you that you give us opportunities to be in relationships with each other. But I ask tonight that you um, really convict us of our identities and what we're doing with it and uh, detach us from any type of identities that are not our own, that are more reliant on our partners, our parents, our bosses, our friends, than relying on you. You want us to rely on you more than anybody else. And I'm sorry if we've been relying more on who we see and who we hear and who we touch versus you, Lord. You are above all. You are the Omega and the Alpha. And I love you. And we love you. Would you bless us this evening and um, convict us and show us where we need to do the work with our identities. I love you so much, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me. I love um, talking about, obviously, relationships. It's the number one thing that I talk about. Relationships romantically, relationships with your friends, relationships with your parents, boundaries, and all of that are my gems. All right. Te adoro con todo mi corazón. And uh, I love you so much. Have a great night. All right. Bye.